0: Hello everyone and welcome to Shelters by Jesus Radio. I am your host, Seth. I'm here with my co-host, Al, the great and awesome, wonderful Al. Hello, good morning, oh, Al. you're
1: far too kind. This is the day the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. We're here with a special guest. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Uh,
0: a good friend of mine, a filmmaker from Arkansas, up here to share something special with us, and we'll get into that during the episode. But his name is Eric Spangler. He's a filmmaker and part of the Sold Out Pictures organization. Hello, Eric. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Amen. All right, so Eric, one of the things that uh, Al and I like to ask people, especially Christians, is what's your testimony? How did you get to know Jesus?
2: Oh, man, good question. Grew up in church. I was young. I remember I was seven years old hearing the gospel presentation in church. It sounded so... So good. It was almost too good to be true. And I remember the Lord prompted me to trust Him that, that Sunday, particular Sunday, the invitation. I thought about it, and I just wasn't ready to—I wanted to figure it out. I wanted I wanted more information. So the next Sunday during the sermon, I was felt led to go and make a decision at the end of the service, and I ran up the aisle, <laughs> couldn't wait to get up the aisle That's to trust so cool. Christ. And so, yeah, at that moment, I remember where I was at. And it was just a special, special time. From that moment, I wanted to go and tell my friends all about it. You know, I wanted my friends to come to church. I wanted them to hear the gospel. And they weren't excited as I was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but isn't that awesome? You know, like God reached out to you, and you were excited. You ran yeah. up the You were seven?
1: Yes, I remember. Like, that's it like was, second grade. That's probably one of your earliest memories. That's man. exactly right. Yeah. I
0: just
2: loved being—just uh, knowing I had an earthly father that was— well, I had an earthly father that was out of my life. And so I remember hearing the gospel and how— I had a Heavenly Father that was never going to abandon me, never going to forsake mm-hmm. me. And he loved me, and he loved me so much that he would send his son to die on the cross for me. So I just clung to him, you know, knowing he was never going to abandon me. And so at that moment, you know, I wanted to go and tell my friends. And, you know, I just wanted everybody to be a follower of Christ. I wanted to hear the gospel. And so I, that really started my burden for evangelism. And started my own little neighborhood.
0: No kidding. At mm-hmm. seven years old, you knew what you, you, you knew you That's had it. a mission. You knew you had a purpose. That's it. That's and
2: I, I remember one of the, one of my friends even trusted Christ um, as a teenager. We were sitting in his car, and I remember that was the first. Uh yeah, I got a chance to introduce to the Lord. I was hooked ever since.
0: Isn't it amazing, Al, that you can remember the day you were saved?
1: It's unforgettable. I mean, typically people will remember maybe not the exact day unless they wrote it down somewhere <laughs> like my wife encouraged me to do. She was pretty excited I got saved, and she gave me a little keychain with the date on it. But you can remember that yeah. general time period in your life when it just everything changed.
0: Well, I was seven years old, too. Oh, no kidding. And my earthly father was gone. Mm. And I just remember uh, this Sunday school teacher talking about a dad that would love you you and would never leave you and would listen to your prayers and weeps when you weep and laughs when you laugh. And I'm just like, oh, that sounds amazing, (laughs) you know, but it sounded like a fairy tale, you know, and then like you, I waited and waited and then I just felt this incredible, almost this grab of my soul. Yank me, and before I knew it, I was asking for salvation. Yeah. And then I think it was later that summer I got baptized. I want to say it was in the same year uh, that I got baptized. Do you remember when you got baptized? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it the same year? Or? Yes, it was. Yeah, the same year. It was,
2: just, it was a special time.
0: Yeah, we went to this uh, lake in Maine. I don't know if you had a chance to see the lakes in Maine, but there was this lake and this beautiful lake, and it was near the fall, so all the you know it was covered in orange pine needles and Sabbath Day Lake. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Up Poland, Springway? Yes.
1: Yeah, yes. Way. Well, okay. there's a bunch of them up there. There are. That's a cool
0: yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's a beautiful, beautiful time in my life. And I have stumbled and had my bouts with God in my times where I've turned my back on him. And, mm-hmm. uh, but he, of course, has never turned his back on me. Yeah. And, or you. Right. Uh, or Brother Al. We know our ups and downs, and Al and I share them quite a bit. So, you're married? Yes, 31 years. 31 years. Congratulations. Oh, Lord. And Congratulations. you have four children. Four. Okay, three girls, one boy. Three girls, one boy. And your youngest is 12. 12. She's
2: homeschooled. And your oldest? Uh, 25. She's been married for about a year. Right. Any yeah. grandkids? No, none yet. None
0: Not yet. yet. Yeah. Oh, hopefully they're coming. I tell you, I have three grand, grandsons and okay. I absolutely love them. Man, that's got to be great. Oh, it is great. It's like you know you miss you miss when your kids were, you know, like we were talked about, oh, like, yeah, when my daughter was three and she'd cling to my leg. you know, <laughs> uh, I miss that. I do. But I get to relive that with my grandchildren, mm-hmm. you know. And... Can we say spoil? <laughs>
1: Absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. We got, I have my wife and I. We we're blessed. We have 15 grandkids, Dear and Lord. so we had three over yesterday, and it was just so cool. One of them's only, you know, I'm <laughs> looking at my. It's only about a foot and a half long, uh, but it's what what a treat. Yeah. And then. Um, Anyway, then they go home, and I'm exhausted. Yeah. So, But it's it's a blessing. It really is. Children are a blessing. An Lord absolute kids. blessing, yeah.
0: So what was it like for you growing up in Christ? What mm-hmm. was the moment, Eric, that you went from simply believing in Jesus to this is real, my faith, you know, your faith becoming alive? What mm. Do you recall a moment or a testimony that you can share? I think it was when I went off to college, you know. I was,
2: of course, after I was— you know, as teenagers growing up, I read the Word each day, and I missed that discipleship. You know, I didn't really have anybody really discipling me, so I was, I like you said, you know, I stumbled along the way. Well, junior high and high school, but it wasn't until I went off to college and I realized, okay, you know, there's not a lot of people wanting to re- live the Christian life in college. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. so I, I, you know, I stumbled along the way there also, uh, but I, I remember wanting to still pray every day, uh, read the Word every day, and then I guess you know. Some of my friends around me knew that uh, knew where I stood, mm-hmm. you know, still had some friends. But um, they weren't quite as fire on you know, fire for Lord as I was. And I really wasn't where I needed to be. I'm not saying that. But I just knew I was, I was wanting to go towards uh, Christ. I just needed some help. And then got married. I changed college. Two years into a, in a college, I went to Tech in Russellville. Now transferred to another college. Ran back into one of the girls I dated in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point, and then we dated, and then we got married, and that's when I think I really we wanted to kind of grow together, you know. So we got involved in church Amen. and that sort of thing. So I really wanted to start off on the right foot. Uh, so I think that's really. Re- you know, I knew I needed to be a spiritual leader in my home, and I needed yeah. to do it biblically. You know, I didn't want it to. Right. I didn't want to grow up in a situation, to where I, I leave a legacy like that was handed to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I could do something based on the Word of God.
0: Well, every husband is the pastor of their own home. Mm-hmm. Right. Al and I have talked a lot about our wives. And first of all, without the support of our wives, I don't know where I'd be. You know, and the Bible speaks highly of godly wives. And my wife, Tia, your wife, Laurel, and uh, your wife. thing is, is our wives love us and they mm-hmm. pray for us and they weep for us. Yeah. And, and they keep us going. Yeah. And so yeah. a godly wife is a treasure. Mm. Yeah. Absolute treasure. It's special.
2: Every morning, even to this day, 31 years in our marriage, I'll get up in the morning and she's in there reading the word you know praying we do you both,
0: ever do you ever ask yourself this question which is why does she put up with me? <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Oh, that's a, that's a given. She's probably going to listen to this broadcast and go shaking her head. <laughs> she's just probably one of yeah, I, herself.
1: Yeah. What a blessed man I am, you know, Proverbs 31. So anyway, I come downstairs, and she's got communion set up, just a little, little little chalice, you know, and then uh, what a blessing that is, just to start our day that way. Sure. And sometimes we're in re- a real hurry, and we got to wouldn't do this fast, but it's still meaningful yet, and we pray, too, and what I love about is we like to hold hands she likes to just have that touch as we pray and so and she likes to have my hand on top isn't it it, that's what a blessing you know just honorable so anyway yeah we definitely want to honor our wives and we pray for them too yeah we pray for them too just like they do us for us we do for them too and let me ask
0: you a question what is it to you to be the pastor of your own home
2: oh man we've talked about this you know it's uh Giving yourself up for the for your wife. And I don't do that perfectly. I pray every day, you know, that we are to love our wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for it. And so what does that mean? It means to love, right, and to serve. Paul said, I die every day. So it's about not putting yourself first, you know, being an example to your kids' uh, sacrificial love. Man, it's hard. It's really mm-hmm. hard. So it's about modeling. What does it mean to be humble before the Lord? Humble yourself before the Lord. And he shall lift you up. So it's uh, it's really about giving yourself up for your wife. You know, we we play the role of the martyred one, the mm. one being crucified. That's man. That's rough. It is rough. It's rough in yeah. a in a culture that says everything about you. You're first. You get. You're entitled to this. You, here's what you get. This it'll make you happy.
0: All the TV ads that say you deserve this. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah,
2: everything. Yeah. is all about the flesh. Right. You know, what well, you live for the flesh, it's going to lead to death. You live by the spirit, and lead, lead to life. And so it's, it's it's countercultural what we're what we're called to do, is being the leader of our homes.
0: Would you say that also includes Bible study time with the family? Oh yeah, prayer time with the family. Mm-hmm. Um, regular basis on a regular basis on or, a regular basis because yeah. they're looking at dad and well you're telling me about jesus what is this jesus thing
2: yeah modeling it and uh and also instructing them training them in the in the ways of the lord reading scripture you know letting them even read scripture letting them lead some of the devotions at night and praying for them and praying over them is very very important yeah yeah we try to we try to do regular devotions you know um it's not every night you know, like I would like, you right. know. But we we do. Uh, sometimes they're sh- very short five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. But it's getting the word of God in in their minds, letting them hear Dad read Scripture, giving them some Bible illustrations, and even about uh, walking along the road. You know, when you wake up in the morning, Deuteronomy talks about train your kids in the ways of the Lord. Uh, when you wake up, walk on the road, when you're down at night, praying for them and with them, and teaching the word.
0: And it's a it's a lifetime of praying for them, isn't it? I mean, it is. It's a lifetime.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah My 25 year old You know I still pray for her Mm. Uh, And my kids uh, That aren't married The other three children That aren't married I'm praying for them And their spouse Mm. We do too Mm. We do too So important
0: Yeah it is I've been blessed My oldest daughter's married To a great father Great husband and he deeply loves the Lord. He's working as a pastor right now.
1: Are they down um, in Haiti?
0: No, she came back from Haiti. She though. came back from Haiti. Uh, yeah. But no, he does the satellite church in Topsom, Maine. Uh, so I'm very proud of him. And he stands for no the doubt. Lord. Yeah. And he's grown in the Lord. did they have the
1: broadcast on the radio? Did I did I hear that?
0: Uh, no, they don't. But they have they, they broadcast all of their services. Okay. And they do it professionally. It's, a, it's an amazing setup. They love the Lord. Sure. Th- that church loves the Lord. Yeah. They certainly serve him and they serve him well. And my daughter and my son-in-law being members there, you know. Um, but you, you you raise your children in the way they should go, as the Bible says. And I have found that, you know, it says they will not depart from it. I think that's the end result, because sometimes they do. I did, you know, as a teenager, as a young adult. I certainly did. I was smarter than God, you know, at some point in my life. And, uh, <laughs> and then I realized I was, you know, lying to myself. But with the Lord, and I like you said, modeling Jesus for your family is the most important responsibility I think we have. More is caught than taught. Hmm. And so, you
2: know, so many times, and I think my oldest uh, will tell you that I've tried to, you know, just pound the word into her, you know, whatever, instead of modeling right. it and right. loving her. But, you know, praise God, she's walking with the Lord. She graduated from a private Christian university. She loves the Lord. She loves pouring into these uh, teenage girls, discipling them, has a heart for the Lord. She studies the word. All my kids. Uh, mm-hmm. Know the Lord, so it, it, that is encouraging. That is very exciting. Uh, in spite of me, right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, amen to that. You know, amen to that. Because I
2: have, I still mess up on a regular basis, you yeah. know. But what I want, what yeah. I want, is as a broken and contrite heart, you know. Because then I can be teachable. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many times growing up. I think, I, like you said, you're, I'm smarter than God, right? You know, and I want to be teachable. And I want my kids to be teachable. You know, I don't want them to be religious. I want them to be on fire for the Lord and being mm-hmm. led by His Spirit, being filled by His Spirit. Because we have one teacher. You know, that's the Lord. That's His Spirit uh, teaching us. Uh, and that's uh, all day, every day. And so that's, that's something that we need to, like you said, model and to live it out before them. And be able to be willing to give them responsibility on, on how to uh, lead and to lead other people.
0: I think that's been a challenge for me. I don't know about you, Al, but making sure you're not religious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God says true religion is caring for orphans and widows, That's right? That's it, yep. <clears throat> That's true religion. But yep. we get so caught up in doing it right that, you know, Jesus, you know, he says it's better to serve than sacrifice, you know. And we we get that twisted sometimes, like you check in the box, mm-hmm. right?
1: I like what Eric said was it's not taught but caught because they really do. They're watching and they see that. And then it may not be till later they connect the dots, though, mm-hmm. but I know, like, for example, I was baptized as a little kid. I don't remember that. And so when we became true believers, my wife and I, she just wanted to jump right in the water there and, and have a public declaration. And I said, wait, I've already been baptized. And so so I, was, I studied the Word and what it had to say about it. Actually, I asked my pastor at the time, I said, are there any scriptures about baptism? And he said, I'm glad you asked. And he printed off on his old computer paper, and it was like 100-some-odd verses, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, whoa. And I read them, and I was convicted at that time. I didn't jump in the water right away, but that was a public declaration then. And the Lord spoke to my heart, too, that I know, Eric, you said uh, you just were drawn to evangelism. Well, our close, our family then is the first ones I wanted to evangelize. Right. And I wanted to just go in and, and set an example and then publicly let people know Al's not the same person that he used to be. Right. That's good. So that's good stuff. And so I've seen two of my kids follow that example and and get baptized. And then we always thought, you know, let that faith become real to you. And then, you know, let the Lord talk to you and then get baptized. But another thing that I would mention, too, is that I had started going to some men's conferences at the time with Promise Keepers. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was a life-changing exposure for me in that I had to be that servant before the Lord and then a leader of my family. But I remember a speaker in particular said, you know, somebody out there is going to maybe have an interest in your daughter, and you may want to start praying for them right now. And mm-hmm. I remember my my daughter was just pretty young at the time, and I. but that changed my life. I said, somewhere out there in the earth, there's a person, and I started praying for their salvation. I mean, my heart of heart would be that my daughter would hook up with somebody who's godly, and he'd take care of her. And so I began that vigil to pray for some things that I didn't know and see, could see. And we're very blessed. And I gained another son when this godly man came along, Frank, and and married my Michelle. And Mm. so that just, that was just an answer to prayer. But isn't that cool? Oh, absolutely.
0: I think, you know, anytime that you want to see God's face, he'll bless that. You know, the Bible says, uh, you have not because you ask not. But the things you ask for, you know, you ask from the flesh. But I have never seen God turn away a prayer that is from your heart and according to his design. And that is, he wants, you know, he, he tells us, do not be married unevenly yoked. Christians should marry a Christian because it, that will cause turmoil. And so you don't want to cause turmoil. My daughter Lexi and her husband Steve, um, just an amazing couple. And I'm so blessed. And, you know, he's an outstanding leader uh, in his home and a pastor in his home. And I could take my grandkids anywhere And it's yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am. Pull out chairs, open doors, you know. And so it's a blessing to see that. Uh, Raising your kids with accountability. And that's what he does.
1: I'm really blessed because I know that our kids, all of my kids, that would be, when they need prayer, I mean, they go to our Heavenly Father, Mm -hmm. but they also call us and say hey mom dad we could could you pray we got this situation going on and that just and some of them are difficult things that we pray for challenges but yet i'm just so pleased that that's your first direction your first choice of direction that just warms my heart it mm-hmm. melts my heart it really does and so we're all more than happy to participate in that so did you bring your whole family up eric no uh they are back at home yeah they're uh, back at home yeah my wife homeschools our
2: 12 year old daughter mm-hmm my son is a senior in high school, and uh, my wife, uh, she's pretty busy. <laughs> yeah. And now, it must,
0: is it hot down there in Arkansas right Yes.
2: Now? Uh, last weekend, it was up in the 80s. Wow, and it was wee. unbelievable. My son likes to go out uh, and play disc golf. He's, he's playing in a tournament this weekend. Wow, wait. So we were out last week, and uh, man, we were just out there in hot, hot weather. Yeah. I, I was like, I can't wait to get to Maine next week. It's going to be nice and cool, and right. come up here, and it's the hottest it's been in the while. Right, yes, <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, didn't you last year take your son skiing? Yes. Yeah. yeah,
2: we went snow skiing in Colorado, and it nice. was a blast. Snowmobile, and it was lots and lots of snow. Had a great time.
0: See, we're blessed in Maine. We don't have to leave. We get winter, fall, spring, summer. We get yeah. all four seasons right here. I like it up here. <laughs> Beautiful leaves. At any given time, too. I
2: <laughs> so. know. I can't believe it's so warm right now. Yeah. Just, uh, I like the snow, and so I can't wait to get back up here when it's snowing. Seth
1: does, too. It, it, it's coming, though. We had some. We had a half inch the other day Good. or a week ago. Yeah, and, and for then, like two days. Well, you know, we <laughs> might have to put on a roof here so
0: that's true and god is i think that's what god is doing is holding off the weather for us we can get that roof up there that's how he works praise god but i'm going to tell you i pray for snow like i'll even in the summer i pray for snow you know in the winter i just pray for more snow something about it i like it so refreshing it is and and it's isolating and it's peaceful and it's quiet and it's clean clean yeah yeah i love the winter absolutely love the winter Mm -hmm. i have not been to arkansas Hmm. I've been to, um, I was stationed at Fort Bliss, Texas. So I've been to Texas, New Mexico, Tennessee, you know, that area. But never, I don't recall ever being to Arkansas. Yeah, it's nice. They call it the natural state. Why? There's lots, well, it's
2: just lots of beauty of ter- uh, ter- the terrain, the Ozarks, uh, uh, national forests, rivers, and uh, just lots of outdoor activities nice buffalo rivers up there
0: so if you're not an outdoor person that might not be the state for you
1: <laughs> it is the natural state because i have a license plate and i collect license plates and i happen to be down in mississippi and we went to a junkyard and and he said just watch out for snakes and i was like what are those we don't have too many of those around here but he said watch out for snakes and he and then he said what do you want these for well i'm a retired teacher but i i said i'm gonna put them in my classroom and he says okay have at it So I went and I got Mississippi, I think I got Georgia, and I got Arkansas. And then we were so close to it, let's see, we went to Vicksburg. Okay. And we wanted, and I says, I got to go into Arkansas. I just haven't been there. So we we got on the interstate, and we went just far enough, got into Arkansas, took the first exit. I got out, and I says, I'm standing in Arkansas. And then I turned around and went back. But, yeah, it, from all I could tell, it's it's just a beautiful state. Oh, uh, yeah. You, you're coming from Tennessee. You want to
2: get on the other side. That's, okay. That's where the mountains and the beauty is.
0: Yep. I've been to Pigeon Forge in Tennessee. Okay. I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. I have. I've been yeah. there. It's nice. Yeah. So you've lived in Arkansas your whole life?
2: Pretty mm-hmm. much. I was born in... Um, Oakland, California. My parents in the military, we lived in Japan for a little bit, and then uh, we moved to Arkansas when I was about four, so I grew up in Arkansas. Southern boy. Yes, yes, yes. No,
0: I enjoyed my time in Texas. I remember going down there with the family because we got stationed at Fort Bliss, and I remember like, I can't stand cowboys, I can't stand that Western stuff, I can't stand, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not, a year later my house is full of Western decor, and I'm saying y'all, instead of you know you all yeah. and uh, I still
2: have I don't I can't say y'all so no I was raised by <laughs> northerners though believe yeah. it or not yeah my my mom's in uh she's from Ohio so you know what
1: gumbo is mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yummy right you got that orca <laughs> in it and stuff and then because uh, i I read this book let's see my Louisiana sky anyway they had gumbo in it and I and somebody says oh my my mom makes a mean gumbo and I, I had never had it before and she made a big old pot and brought it in, and it was some good. So it's good stuff. And yeah. then
2: sweet tea. I didn't know what sweet tea was until I had my wife's uh, mom made some sweet tea. You know, because oh I, yeah, here I was raised by Northerners. I'd put sugar in there in my tea, and it'd go to the bottom, and I'd stir it up, and it'd come up, and it'd go down. And yeah, I had real sweet tea that they
0: made. It was good. So, First time I had sweet tea, I went to Fort Benning, Georgia, and I saw the sweet tea, and I, I did. You know, I was I thought sugared tea. Sure. Oh no, it's so good. It's so addictive. It's like real sweet tea. is so good. It's
1: a difference yeah. when you yeah. don't have it made right. So we're eating lobsters here, and you guys eat crayfish, don't you? I don't. You know, but some
2: people, yeah, some fried, people. they eat fried catfish every Friday. Yeah, my father-in-law, uh, every Friday. I don't know, but yeah, they they just like fried catfish and hush puppies, and they
1: do get crawfish broils, uh, boils boils. Yeah. You ever had that? We had them fried, I believe. <laughs> and so we, we really wanted to try that. Someone says, oh, you got to eat some crayfish and yeah. bite their little heads off. And That's it. I was like, what? Yeah, it's but gross, but it's pretty good. It is pretty gross. We happened to be down that way, and we were in Biloxi, Mississippi. and oh, yeah. They had some uh, casinos, and someone says, you want to you try the cuisine? Go to the casino. And I was like, well, I don't gamble. Uh, I work too hard for my money. But anyway, they said, well, you don't have to. Just go and get some food. And yeah. so we did. We parked. We went in. 20 bucks we ate our fill and we were hungry when we came but we weren't when we left and so i i got a chance to to try a number of things uh it was alligator i think and Mm. and uh the crayfish i finally crawfish or crawfish finally got a chance to do that but uh it was tasty yeah and shrimp boils and all that stuff
0: i want to thank you for joining us today we got two more episodes coming up with you okay thank you so much for joining us today.
1: yeah thanks for having me it's been a blessing getting this Hanging out with you guys yeah well folks you've been listening to shelters by jesus radio and thank you for making us a part of your day if you want to be part of this ministry there is a button you can click and help support us here and you would then become a real supporter of this ministry we'd love to have that you can also write us at shelters by jesus 12 mcclellan street scowhegan maine 04976 give us a call at 207-474-8833. And we're having fun, and we hope you stay tuned for the next couple episodes. God bless you all.
0: Amen.